welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. On today's episode, I have actress, writer, and comedian, Brooke Tranter. I first met Brooke of all places through Twitter. Uh, Brooke and I both are alumni of Second City and uh, managed to connect through some of the uh, Twitter and Instagram stuff of Second City and have been friends uh, probably for about the last year. And uh, this is the first time we actually had a chance to sit down and talk and, uh, and learn a little bit more about each other's careers. It was really fun to sit down with Brooke. She was so incredibly understanding. We kept getting bumped. Every, every place that we would try to set up uh, to record this, this interview, uh, we ended up getting bumped every single time. And uh, it got, got really frustrating. Uh, at one point, we'd sat down at Hollywood and Highland. We've recorded episodes there before. And literally, as soon as we hit start to record the podcast, somebody from their security came up and kicked us out. So it was it was a little bit of a headache and kind of embarrassing, to say the least. But Brooke was awesome and, and rolled with it. And uh, then set us up at an awesome location. Uh, we recorded outside, uh, out in Hollywood. And uh, yeah, it was just a beautiful, beautiful area. And it was really fun to sit down and talk with her. Uh, Brooke's had an incredible, uh, you know, start to her career here. Uh, she just was in uh, the, the film The Last Word with Shirley MacLaine and uh, Amanda Siegfried. Uh, we saw that uh, premiere at Sundance uh, this year. Uh, had the director and the writer uh, both come on uh, on radio from hell when I was producing those shows up at Sundance. Uh, so I was kind of familiar with that film. Um, and, then, and then also Brooke was part of the, uh, the cast of Undateable at Second City. Not the TV show on NBC, uh, but Second City ran a show uh, called Undateable at Second City Hollywood, and Brooke was uh, one of the main parts of the cast. Uh, she would, she did that for for several years, and it was really cool to kind of talk with her about that. Find out she had studied Shakespeare in London. Uh, yeah, a lot of cool things about Brooke that uh, that I had no idea. We just kind of followed each other on Twitter and and retweeted each other's jokes. So it was, it was fun to get to know her more. And I'm really glad that she was so cool with all of our venue changes. And, and, and we're just kind of rolled with it. Uh, Austin and Christopher both uh, both joined us on this episode as well. Uh, Jesse decided to sleep in that morning. So, so he kind of kicked back and was just like, I'm going to sleep. And I don't blame him. We were all kind of exhausted because, uh, I mean, this is all over Oscar weekend. And uh, yeah, it was, it was still a good time. Uh, we missed having Jesse on the show. But yeah, it was great having Austin and Chris uh, come on the show as well. Uh, something that everybody, and not to bring the mood down right now, but something that everybody has kind of uh, messaged me about uh, that they saw me posting on, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter uh, over the last month. Um, yeah, the, one of my cats, uh, his name is Berlioz, so he passed away right before uh, we got out to record these episodes. And yeah, it's, it's, it's been a little bit difficult. Uh, you know, you've heard him on a bunch of episodes when I made the mistake of letting him in the studio and he would meow or knock something over. If you go back and listen to April Richardson's episode, there's a gigantic crash in the episode. And that's uh, because Berlioz was trying to climb on top of a table and uh, decided he was going to climb through the blinds as well. Um, but yeah, leading up to, uh, to us going out to Los Angeles, um, very, very sudden. It, it was in a matter of two days. Uh, he was totally fine and... Uh, ended up throwing up blood and took him to the vet and found out that he had become very anemic and uh, that he needed a blood transfusion and we quickly rushed him to the hospital and uh, to the pet hospital and and you know got got that process going and I mean it was we, we learned a lot <laughs> um, but but unfortunately you know after the transfusion it seemed like everything had gone well he was getting ready to come home my wife was getting ready to go pick him up and then suddenly everything took a turn for the worse. And it, it was a really, it was a really hard thing for us to go through, especially when I was, I was literally walking out the door uh, to hit, to hit the road for these episodes we recorded in Los Angeles when the vet called me um, and told me the, told me the terrible news. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a rough month to say the least. Kind of, you know, getting used to it. Our other cat, little one, um, she, she's, she's been doing well. 
So it was a hard few days for her, you know, about a hard week for her. And uh, but she, she's kind of back to normal now and, and, and really hanging in there. But I, I do I do have to say a heartfelt thanks to so many of you. Uh, of course, it's a lot of stuff when it comes to vets. Um, a, lo a lot of the bills, you know, they, they aren't going to bill you like a regular doctor well. You have to pay everything up front. And those bills can be insanely expensive. And while, you know, my, my wife and I do, do well, we didn't have those kind of funds right up front. And as much as I hate, you know, asking for help, I had to kind of humble myself a little and ask for help. And I, I'm absolutely overwhelmed and humbled and just so grateful for so many of you guys that just donated a few dollars that really helped helped cover things. We, we had other means. We had already shelled out, you know, several hundred dollars, uh, working its way up to a thousand before we finally asked for help because we were just like, ah, this is stacking up and we have so much that we have to pay all at once. And again, I, I hate asking for help. Um, but when we did, all of you were there for us and it meant the world to us. So seriously, thank you so, so very much. I, I, I don't know what I can really say to truly thank all of you and, and truly show how much it meant. But uh, yeah, my wife and I just, we, we were overwhelmed. And, and even once, even once Berlioz passed, the, the kind words, the messages, the texts, the, the tweets, so many of you reached out and it, it meant the world to us. And we just, we seriously cannot thank all of you enough. You've made such a hard time that much easier on all of us. So seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for reaching out. And Berlioz will absolutely be missed. So thank you, thank you very much. And, and now that I've brought you all down, <laughs> hopefully that wasn't too much of a downer, but, but I, had to, I had to be able to tell everybody kind of what had happened since, you know, there were a lot of messages and, you know, a lot of people that were reaching out. And, and so, again, thank you. And that, that's kind of the story. So, but, but on, a, on a positive note, you know, we're back into the swing of things here. Uh, we'll be heading out to WonderCon uh, next week to cover a bunch of stuff there. I'm really excited. It's, it's been years since I've been down to Anaheim. And I'm, I'm excited to get back down there and go to Disneyland for a couple days as well. Uh, it, it should be a good time. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have we'll have the show down there uh, for, for a few days and covering everything March 30th through, uh, I believe, April 3rd is, is, is how long we're in town. Um, so, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we're excited for that. This week, you're going to be getting two episodes. Uh, of course, today's with Brooke and then also Caitlin Durante from the Nerdist Showroom uh, will be on later this week as well. Um, and the next week, the 100th episode will come out. So be excited for that. We had such an amazing time with, with Brandy, Tess, and Barbara from Lady to Lady. You guys are really going to have a good time with that episode. Uh, but for now, enjoy this episode of Brooke Tranter. Make sure you follow her on all of the social media links that we have up on the website. Um, as well as we'll, we'll tweet those out um, so that you can follow her as well there. And keep an eye on her. Brooke's going to really explode at any point here. And you're going to want to be able to say, hey, I knew her when, when she was on, on the podcast. Like, that, that, that's it, it's so exciting to watch so many awesome people you know continue to, to have their careers just blossom and grow more and more and more and brooks one that, that all four of us are, have just absolutely loved and are excited to to see you know what's next for her so hope you guys enjoy this episode with brooke tranter Now we're recording again. Yay, here we <laughs> For are. the first time. <laughs> I mean, it feels like the first time. Because What's that's a song. Oh. What's You're, you are <laughs> the last person that should be ever citing, like, song references or anything. I know a little. We jumped yeah. on that one. Jumped on that one. <laughs> I'm thinking more fill on it, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fill on it. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, that's a song lyric I kind of know. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. <laughs> well, Brooke, I appreciate you bringing us to to another location. As a, I almost want to like add in the other bit of the lady kicking us out immediately. Yeah. Uh, she it was it was like she was watching you just go yeah. get me wait for us to sit down and She's then eating like some flaming hot okay. Cheetos in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> now. It's time to go. It's she's time like, to go. Let's go time. Yeah. She's waiting for her cue to make sure she hit her mark and said, "Okay, this is when I come in to be an asshole." I guess we could have tried to bribe her by your Starbucks or something. She was, seemed very unhappy. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. She seemed bribable. Yeah. She has a price, I know. Yeah. <laughs> You, you're you just like, you want, you, you, want, want <laughs> <laughs> you want Starbucks? No. Well, Starbucks and a pastry? <laughs> Whatever <laughs> you want, girl. Whatever you yeah. want. There's a gelato machine over there. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> Not that far. I'm your man. <laughs> Honestly, hearing the street sweeper just slightly in the background, like, it does give me PTSD now. Like, I hear it and I'm just like, oh my god, did I move my car? <laughs> I know. I know. We even still have a fountain sound over here. Yeah, we, we do. Yeah. We do. We got we to gotta keep the, the fountain ambiance. <laughs> so this is this is a cool place, though. Yeah, it's it really a really is. cool place. So they're like I was saying before we, we started recording. I love just these little like little teeny neighborhoods that are just like tucked away, just right yeah. off of Hollywood Boulevard. And I think that's the, one of the most beautiful things about Los Angeles too is um, you feel like you've seen all of the city, and then you just go off one road, and you're like, "What is this? Yeah, what is this adventure I'm on?" I took a friend home last night. I was like, I've never been here. Or, I don't, where are we? <laughs> so cute. Yeah. When I lived in Burbank, I would just go for walks and all of a sudden I'd be like, where did, where did this area come yeah. from? Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was always a surprise around each corner. Yeah. LA <laughs> is like the changing staircase at Hogwarts. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, you can't turn I left like on that. this street now, yeah. but you can go right over here. That's so What's true. What's going on? So on the ta- the talking paintings are, are each are each transients that want you to either take a picture in their <laughs> Spider Man costume or <laughs> all the obstacles along the way. Password's crack. <laughs> Welcome to Ravenclaw. Yeah, we 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 have not been offered cocaine this trip. I'm surprised. So not well, a true trip if you yeah. haven't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> been offered. Some yeah. Last drugs. year, the morning after the Oscars, we were walking up to the Hollywood Bowl for a thing, and uh-huh. right away these two pimps, like in their full pimp suit and everything. I come up to Chris and Jesse and I, and they're just like, you, you guys looking for a good time? And we were like, nope. <laughs> and then one of the guys was like, no, no, come back. We even got cocaine. And we were like, that's not the deal breaker there. Like, wow. <laughs> like oh, now I'll listen. <laughs> now, I'm most interested in, you, you describe them in their pimp suits. I mean. It was like the big lapel suit. No. And, yeah. Yeah. Was it like a white suit or a they were darker pinstripe. suit? They're like they were darker wow. pinstripes. Yeah. 90s pimps? Yeah, 90s movie pimps. Yeah, it was impressive. Did they That's have like crazy. fedoras? It was on like Hollywood, you said? <laughs> yeah, it was on Hollywood Boulevard, yeah. like Hollywood and Highland, like right on the corner there, like wow. where the fences still kind of block mm-hmm. off the red carpet. They wow. were they were out looking for people to uh to mm-hmm. come enjoy the Oscars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we also yeah. saw the infamous origins of the Goldman, which was pretty nice. That was not Goldman night. Was it not? No, was that was not Goldman night. Yeah. If you see the guy on Hollywood Boulevard, that's all gold. I and think has I his gold boxes. The statue thing? Yeah. yeah. We watched him make himself gold. <laughs> oh. We, we were walking Weird down treats. Sunset, and we just see this guy just spray painting himself gold, and we were all just kind of like. It's spray paint? It's oh, spray yeah. paint. Didn't, spray didn't paint you say he was like super pumped? He was just like, yeah, I'm yeah. spray painting myself gold. He was just, <laughs> and we were like, there, there, there's body paint for that, but. Uh, wow. 
would assume if you're going to spray paint yourself gold, you should be enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Kind of ruins the whole gold exterior of it all. Well, <laughs> he's having a good time, so. He's yeah. like Who am I day. to judge? Yeah, probably the fumes. In, unless it's a different <laughs> guy, but when we saw him the other day, I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that's the, uh, the same dude. That has to be so bad for your body. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got oh. to be high, high as shit all day long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. As, aside from everything else, like, I'd like to think when he coughs, it's just like gold dust. Just right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh <my God>. Glitter. <laughs> it's like Donald Trump's dream. Oh, just right. cough up gold. <laughs> yeah. That's how he'll solve yeah. the national debt. Yeah. <laughs> Come to Hollywood. It's coming. <laughs> It's going to be great. So, well, Brooke, it's great to have you. I, I know we've kind of connected through through Twitter. Yes, uh, Because of Twitter. Second City. <laughs> Man, bringing people together, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's funny how many people, like, through Second City, I've got to know through Twitter. Right. Like, aside from classes and stuff, because where you've been actually on site at the Hollywood uh, right. Hollywood campus, they everybody I've known pretty much has been through online, but then Second City will retweet something, or they've posted an article I've done for the site, and... I just keep meeting more and more people, so it's yeah. great to keep keep meeting people finally in person too. <laughs> it's lovely, yeah. It's so great. I, I think uh, these days social media gets such a bad rap, but honestly, it's so cool to think about all the people you meet that you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. You know? So thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's funny too, even with like the social media aspect. Uh, one of the writers from Conan that we've become friends with, mm-hmm. I. I I'm always asking him questions since that's primarily what I want to do is write in late night. And right. he's just like, just start friending other writers on Facebook. And I'm like, that's it. I'm just going to, I'm just <laughs> going to start sending friend requests to like yeah. Kimmel's writers. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you oh, want yeah. to find out about job openings and stuff? He's like, they're the ones who are going to tell you when they're leaving or when so-and-so is leaving. Right. And I was like, all right. I just started sending him. And then surprisingly, like people are accepting them. They're just like, Hey, how's it going? And I'm just like, like yeah. <laughs> no, I and I think you um, pick up on their, um, you know, their obviously their sense of humor, but yeah. how they expose themselves as comedians in their everyday life. That was part of that was an assignment we had actually in writing for Late Night at Second City. I took it with Doug Carroll a few years ago, but um, it was like, okay, your assignment right now is take the next fifteen minutes, find all the writers you can, friend them tweet at them i'm like this is real like yeah yeah. but i mean it's it's so true like you you hear about um what's going on with them that way directly you know yeah and i've i've learned so much from it because a lot of them too i mean they have their other outlets and stuff that they'll they'll write and produce little things and it's just like um there's there's things i've written and i'm just like i don't know if this is good enough and then it's like a very general idea and then okay. they end up doing a similar thing and i'm just like that's where i was wrong that's sure. that's why mine sucked <laughs> <laughs> at least you're on the right track you know your your wavelengths are yeah. similar right that's yeah. awesome christopher gets gets some some props because uh, during the oscars like red is the whole nicole kidman clapping thing oh my. he immediately was like what the hell's wrong with the way she claps does she not know how to clap I should have fucking filmed it. Yeah, and, and he uh-huh. he didn't he he didn't post it or anything like that. And then it's like one of the biggest memes the next yeah. day and everything. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I failed my comedian brother and <laughs> kicked me out of the club. Even while we were at Conan last night, I, I could like feel the angst coming from you because they did an <laughs> it entire thing through me to you. Yeah. <laughs> they did an entire thing about like learning how to clap for Nicole Kidman. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was just like, oh, Christopher has to be sitting there right now, just like. Why didn't I not tweet oh. that joke? Well, I, I now learn no matter how stupid a tweet sounds, I'm just going to send it. I, yeah, no I've filter, sta- man. I've started doing yeah. that to a degree. Sometimes yeah. I'll read it and I'm just like, that's just... 
no, I can't. I can't post that one. Well, it's like you're yeah. texting like someone you're dating, and you can read it before you send it out, as opposed to just saying it to their face. Mm-hmm. Get a nice little buffer zone. See, I usually don't use the buffer zone. I usually say just about anything to your face. Yeah, <laughs> but we're not dating. It is so true. <laughs> <laughs> if we were, I would never call you back. <laughs> you you know it's out of love. <laughs> I, yes, that's what I tell my girlfriends every day. So. <laughs> also, you my know. CDs are in your car, so we can't really, you know, can't really break this up. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you got a point. I have collateral. Yeah. <laughs> So now you you initially moved out here from Illinois, is that right? I did, yeah. So how how long ago was it that finally brought you out to to Los Angeles? Um, well, I I went to school in uh, Bloomington, Illinois, a few hours south of Chicago, uh, for acting, and had kind of thought about moving to the city, moving to Chicago, because I had been there back and forth for years, um, and all my friends were there, but there's something. I mean, I love Chicago. It's my favorite city in the world. But I knew if I moved there, I probably wouldn't move out here. And yeah. I knew I needed to be out here. So I, I moved out here a month after we graduated. So that was about five and a half years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know anybody. <laughs> Just got in my car, my Mercury Cougar, packed it up. Mom came out here with me and... Here we are. Were your yeah. parents terrified of you making that move like most parents? Or were they were they all for it, just like, oh, live your dreams? Yeah. I think they've always been extremely supportive of what I have done. I, it was in my first play when I was three years old, and they were like, got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we get it. Like, that, great. Good outlet for that energy. Yeah. Um, and, they, yeah, they've been extremely uh, supportive through it all. I think the move so far away was a little more jarring. But I've always been one to just kind of do what I want, and they know that. <laughs> so I think they know I'm a very capable, smart woman, and that I would figure it out. Uh, That's uh, the journey of life, I yeah. guess. But <laughs> I think I'm figuring it out. Yeah. So I, I would definitely say that you are, and it's yeah. good to have the support of parents too, because I wish I could say that. But <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and I have to remind myself about that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Really waking up every day, extremely grateful for the support that surrounds me, because that is not the case a lot of the time yeah so yeah and, and especially where we i mean we we come from utah it's so insanely arts conservative is not, it, exactly yeah arts like is not a, a thing a career right. option it's like <laughs> which is right. funny because byu even though we all absolutely despise the school it they've got a great arts and film they really program. do their entire like across the board their arts program is yeah. stellar mm-hmm. <laughs> but you wouldn't you wouldn't think that at all. And, yeah, coming from Utah, it's usually like, oh, well, that's that's interesting. That, mm-hmm. That's a nice hobby. That. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes even when I go home, you know, people are trying to grasp what it's like. And it, it, it is hard to describe because there's not a goal. You know, if you're working a nine-to-five job, your goal is to be manager or CEO. You work up to that point and you're that. And then yeah. goal accomplished, check mark. Let's go on vacation, right? Yeah, exactly. um, I've got my two weeks this year. Right. <laughs> but kind of, I, I feel like the most heartbreaking and beautiful thing about being an artist is the goal is just to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Like, just to be able to uh, be a creative. And there can't be a goal of like, well, if I get this movie, then I'm the, uh, my career is good or happy, you know? I also think that people, when looking, who have no idea anything about, like, the arts in general they just don't really see how much it is similar to 
every other job. Like you got to start somewhere and you work your way up. It's not what they think. I don't know. They don't see the small successes as successes. It's like, oh, are you making a living off of it? And you're like, well, not exactly right now, but like a lot of really good things are happening. And to them, that's just not successful. But yeah. Really, right. There's a lot of great going on and they just can't quite grasp that right. aspect of it so it's hard to like talk about it i hate those conversations yeah that was like, hard for uh, me the first few years especially like with my grandparents who are two lovely people who also support me but they're like show me show me yeah what you're doing it's like um well i had this audition <laughs> did you get it no but i know i kicked <laughs> ass <laughs> you know but they're they like see the okay wah, wah. um so i think after a while you just have yeah. to remember like well i'm not doing this for them and i'm doing this for myself and uh, I don't have to explain it to them. Yeah. I don't have to. And I can show them, like, I'm alive and I'm healthy and I'm well and and show them the little successes, yeah. you know, if they Even can understand Even if you this. go to, like, a round of callbacks, that's a small success in of itself, you know, but you can't – if you didn't get the job, other people are like – they just don't right. see that. You're like, well, okay, maybe I didn't get this one, but I killed the audition and that casting director might have me in mind for something later down Hell the yeah. road. But you Huge win. You Huge can't win. explain that. They just yeah. don't get it. Yeah. It's like the same with comedy, too. It's like, oh, what show are you on? Um, well, I'm doing some open mics and <laughs> networking and stuff. Oh, are you on Conan yet? Uh, well, not yet. Okay, well, you know, you're out yeah. of the will. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. Call me. Call me when you are. You yeah. know, it's like... It, I, as a writer, people all the time are like, you know what, you should, you should go write for Family Guy. I'm like, yeah, it's just that easy. I can just be like, right. hey, Seth MacFarlane, you know what, what my, my neighbors told me I should write for you? Right. So, so here I am. I'm, right. I'm, I'm here to write. Of course. <laughs> it's just like, I've, I've heard of your neighbor. Yeah, yeah, come on yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Robinsons, right? Yes, yes. Right next door. I think door. that's the perception to a lot of people, the, or what they, what they have. Like, you meet... I mean, I think the city is full of many talented people, but then you meet those people that yeah. are like, well, my mom told me... My mom told me I was pretty and I should yeah. be Jennifer Aniston, and here I am. And and what is acting? And and I All can my stand in. I'm hilarious right. at the parties. You know, so it's, it's a journey, people. and this city is full of wonderful different colors of all people from everywhere. You know, and um, makes for a great character study. Yes, sometimes. it does. <laughs> Especially Hollywood Boulevard, just like yes. you guys are saying. Yeah, Hol- uh, Hollywood Boulevard's <laughs> always great. Even when we were on our way down, we'd, we we have a, ho- a hotel that we always stay at in Mesquite. And I was just exhausted, and I just went right to bed where I told Austin, as he was heading down to the casino, I was like, trust me, you're going to get some great character work at this particular casino, because yeah. it's it's oh, like watching great. a bunch of Cousin Eddie's all just... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I rarely wa- go anywhere without a notebook because I can't even type fast enough in my phone. Like sometimes, you know, it's ju- you're just inspired by real people. Yeah. I totally have a like candid picture album that I've acquired <laughs> over the years of just people. I'm like, I'm, oh, I got to get a picture of you because just the shirt, the pants and the shoes oh. are just too perfect. I couldn't have thought See, of that. See, I'm not sneaky you know? enough for that. I feel like I've tried to do that before. Like, oh, I got to take a picture of this person. I just can't pull it off. I know, it's like, so how hard. do I make this look like I am taking a selfie? Like, I'm just so like, awkward. He's like, hang on right there. Uh. <laughs> Sir, can you just, can you stop moving? Yeah. Propose that as the next taking second city course how to take right. candid oh, uh, there, you go. There, you go. there you go and then so, tweet about them oh my god <laughs> one of the characters i created off of a guy though christopher has now told me that i have to actually go up and just randomly say his key phrase to him because yeah. the, the the this guy i had encountered at salt lake comic-con just the goofiest dude i've one of the goofiest dudes i've ever seen but he has this look on his face where like it's it's like half of it kind of like started to melt and then finally froze 
and it's like not a disability. It's so it's like I'm not mocking somebody with disability. Right. She's just kind of a, a goofy looking dude. Yeah. Like c- kind of kind of a Steve Buscemi kind of a yeah. okay. kind of look. Very to him. unique. <laughs> yeah. But he has this like weird way that he walks and talks. She's mm-hmm. like, hey guys, let's go do this, and like, and, it's, <laughs> and we were we were sitting in a press room with him, and I just looked at Christopher and I was like. He just has this way that he kind of sidles about that I just imagine him going up to people and just be like, yeah, put a finger in your butt. <laughs> finger in your butt. Finger in your butt. <laughs> and Christopher just bursts out laughing. And finally, it's just like we were talking a couple of weeks back, and he's like, I want you at this next one just to go up to him and just be like, put a finger in your butt. And just yeah, see what he does. Yeah, you have to see it. Yeah. Could be sure. his slogan. You don't even know. You yeah. don't even, we just got to ask. Yeah. I, I just worry that he's going to be like, of course. <laughs> so <laughs> totally into it. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Yeah, I, I need to get a discreet moment. picture of that though, because it just it doesn't do it justice yeah. me trying to describe yeah, it. Yeah, that bowl haircut like that yeah. one comedian I always forget his name sometimes. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Like, <laughs> get the one of the Comedy Central show. You'll do like the sketches and stuff like that. Oh, like, uh, Emo Phillips? Sketching. No, 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 no. He totally looks like Emo Phillips. Well, he probably does look like Emo Phillips, but. Once again, we go to our phones for the audio audio podcast. (laughs) I'll narrate it. Tim taps wildly with his thumbs. Christopher uses the index finger approach. It's getting crazy here. Oh, boy. See, it's totally emo. Tim found it first, folks. Tim found it first. Yeah, I'm thinking him, but the other guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's like the hair, though? Yeah, that's totally like the hair. There's another guy with that haircut? Yeah. Kind of. And, And he almost looks more like later, later emo Phillips. Like, kind of just the, like. Yeah, but Emo Phillips is a sweetheart. So if, if you ever encounter him out here, so if you just wander over to Meltdown Comics, he's sometimes he's just wandering there. Really, and he's <laughs> he just lurks he's one the of halls. the f- funniest fucking people I have ever ever encountered, and he's the biggest sweetheart. Aww. So he he is one. If you've not come across any of his old stand up, he is a must listen to. He I is so so funny. So I I think I actually first heard of him on probably Nerdist. Mm-hmm. Because I think Jonah Ray was saying how how much he loved him, and I was like, "Who?" Dimitri right. Martin is who I was thinking of. Oh, he looks nothing like Dimitri Martin. He's got that bull haircut, like him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the hair is what I was so focused on. <laughs> he's got the bull haircut. He's got <laughs> hair. Come on, he's got hair. <laughs> Forget Dimitri Martin. I love that guy. So now, one thing I was fascinated with with some of your some of your acting studies, you you studied some in London as well, studying Shakespeare. I did. So yeah. how did that come about? Well. uh... Illinois Wesleyan is it was a huge proponent of sending people abroad. They they encourage everyone to do it. Not necessarily the the theater department, but they were very encouraging as well. So, like I said, I've kind of always whenever I've been fearful of something, I kind of run towards it. I think um, like I don't want to ever think what if in my life. So I applied to the Shakespeare program at Bada. Um, it's a program for American theater students wanting to study Shakespeare applied there um, and and went over there nice. and it was amazing it was an incredible experience and to travel all over Europe at the age of uh, I know I wasn't 21 because I was real <laughs> excited about that uh, what was I? I was 19 or 20 it's an amazing experience incredible so I know Austin looked looked at the London Drama Center at, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. one point yeah so but then he had he had one teacher that kind of discouraged against it it was uh, it was just an interesting opinion on uh, like Americans going over there f- for studying in a career. I don't know if, if what it was for you, but what I got was kind of like because this is coming from a guy who studied at the Old Globe, mm-hmm. and got a, his master's, uh, in, I believe 
Shakespeare specifically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what if I feel like you'd have a really good opinion on this because you went there and got your master's degree. And uh, it was along the lines of like, it's it's different than how like British actors are received here because we're like, oh my god, they're they gotta be good. They have an accent or something. <laughs> it's just like this weird subconscious thing we all mm-hmm. fall for. Same with Australians, but like, <laughs> it was kind of like, um, to have a career over there, you'd have to a be able to like do an accent pretty pretty well at least your career if you want to study i feel like that's different but like if oh you're gonna i study was told there, the same thing if you're going to study there then you're kind of wanting your career to be there because that's where your networking is going to happen through school and i was like okay that makes sense like you kind of also pick a acting school because you believe in how that will further you after it, mm-hmm. it, it depending on the networking abilities and so yeah, that along with like how much money it would be, I was like, I don't know if I really want to go in like that much debt for like a an acting degree, and then be in a market that I'm not sure I want to stay there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I'd love for my career to take me there, but mm-hmm. like I see that as down the road versus trying to force it there. Right. You know. So mm-hmm. I don't know, that's just how it was kind of explained to me. So I I ended up staying here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was there for a while. Um, but I don't remember at any point in time any of the professors there being like, and I, and you should all stay here and have a career. Yeah. <laughs> I remember having a conversation with um, Ian. He was the head of school. And basically talking about how it's virtually impossible, but he did know an American student he had that decided to stay, and she took on a British accent. But, they yeah, they do ha- definitely have a different perception. That was never yeah. my intention. Would I love to work over there one day? Of course. Right. But I, I didn't – it wasn't – I was going there to study and really have life experiences mm-hmm. as far as traveling and being independent and on my own, which I did. And then I got to work with some of the greatest actors in in London, in the world, honestly. And and that was a great treat. But no, at no point in time was like, I'm going to try to. And they didn't encourage it either? The I, it, 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 They were very blunt and re- yeah. really. Yeah. I was really surprised Ian to was like, that. <laughs> it's just different. It's just different. As soon as they hear an American accent, it's like they think the opposite. It's sure. Like, you're probably stupid. You know? Wow. Well, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I don't know how to comment on that. Because <laughs> um, I was there a few years ago. But... Yeah, yeah. We so. hear British accent, like, they gotta be smart. They could be right? the dumbest person in the world, but they're like, "Whoa!" And you're then you give them glasses, so and it's just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, glasses. <laughs> oh man, teach me your ways. Um, yeah, so they didn't. I don't remember them encouraging it. What's your favorite Shakespeare play? Oh my gosh, I know That's it's kind of like who's so your favorite child, hard. Or you list a couple. Um. There's something very fun about Midsummer's. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's um, total magical. Like it kind of uh, just takes me back to childhood. Do you, do you know? What I, mean? I mean, not yeah. the not the 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 love. You know, <laughs> not childhood. Not the effed up like love stories. Um, but you it, didn't it, have a four-way love triangle I in didn't, your childhood. I didn't. Your I mean, first I'm grade was not living. Right. Um, I think Love's Labor's Lost is really fun too. Oh okay. Um. I have a hard time finding appreciation for Troilus and Cressida. I really tried. Um, I've not read that one yet. I'm about halfway through all of his I works. I saw that at the Globe when I was there. It, that was the coolest part is that I think I saw like 70 shows when I was there. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. the school would provide some, and then I had a grant from my theater back home in Quincy. They gave me a grant for my studies, and I was just seeing shows every day. 
<laughs> I keep hitting this table. Sorry, continue. No, it's fine. <laughs> it was just incredible. It was incredible. Yeah, that's, that's like my wife and I have been planning to go out there. And I'm like, I need at least a good, like, week and a half just to be able to see a bunch of shows yeah. and to experience the theater culture out there. Because yeah. it's just so amazing. I friends who did a study abroad last summer, and it was the same thing. I was so jealous of all the shows I got to see. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, gosh, damn it. But... Maybe, yeah. maybe one day I'll What's get funny is you went abroad at the same time, but you did a whole different type of studying. Oh, I studied. <laughs> Not soberly. <laughs> oh. No, no I wasn't sober through any of this. What are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't Austin, see a single Austin show. Study, <laughs> Austin, <laughs> Austin studies were, how many strains of weed does Amsterdam have? <laughs> we went to Amsterdam? Yeah. No, I actually... That is the question. Um, how much? What was I going to say? I totally just lost my train of thought. Something. The weed's so strong. Oh, I'm like still <laughs> recovering. <laughs> Every morning I'd wake up to like 10 different Snapchats from Austin. It's just like, it's it's 7 in the morning. Look at this Pilsner I've got. <laughs> <laughs> the best beer I ever had was in Amsterdam. It was a brand Saison. I loved it. Nice. It was a morning beer. And I was like, morning <laughs> beer. That's what I call it. Oh. It's like, just really You've good had in morning the morning. morning beer today. <laughs> yeah, but it's not <laughs> a morning. Yeah, it's not alcoholism if it's a morning beer. It's fine. It's part of oh, breakfast. Man. It's like it was juice. fun, though. When were you there? It was uh, last May. It was oh, like, great. Yeah, I think it was early May. For like two weeks, we did like, hit about like four different countries. We just flew in. We got a round trip flight from Vegas to Stockholm for 450 bucks or something like that. What? Yeah. I don't know how he does this. I don't either. Norwegian <laughs> Airlines. Wow. And it's actually a really nice, not like this little Indiana Jones plane flying over this <laughs> ocean. It's, like, <laughs> it's an actual real nice airline. And, That's uh, incredible. So yeah, I got over there and back for 450 bucks. If you can get that for cheap, the rest of the chip, well, chip, trip is actually not uh, too bad because you're over there and it's super cheap. Right. It's like 40 bucks to fly over to France. Okay. 30 right. bucks to fly to Italy. That was whatever. the most wonderful thing is all the travel that we got to do within yeah. Europe while we were there. Oh, the only thing I really want to see that I haven't yet is I want to I want to go to Ireland. I haven't mm-hmm. been there. Have you been, did you yep, go to Ireland? Dublin, yeah. Oh, man. I just want to drink a pint. I had pneumonia. <laughs> I had pneumonia. We were in the middle of a production. I had a ticket to go to Dublin, and my professor was like, are you going to make it? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I still went, and we went out. And talk about partying. Like, I can't even put into words because it's just – Every day for them. Yeah. Just, there's nothing out of the ordinary, like shot and shot after yeah. of Jameson and like Guinness and there's fiddles and like, <laughs> are you a leprechaun? I don't know what's going on. You're dancing. All I remember what were fiddles and dancing. <laughs> this is like happening every day. Like, how does anyone get anything done here? We don't. Know? It's fiddles and dancing. <laughs> this is what dancing. we get done. Oh, but it was Our magical. <laughs> yeah, I was just sick out of my mind. My first day was uh, in Latvia. That was the first place we Mm. stayed. And it was their liberation day. So it was like just the whole city was a party, basically. And and we get to, after like the fourth bar, we get to the place and we're like, we meet these Germans and we're like hanging out with these Germans. And there's like some big ass pig or something on the table. It was like a medieval feast looking thing down (laughs) in like the basement of this bar in Riga, Latvia. No one speaks English except for like a few people. Um, and we're like down there and we like met this one, uh, girl from there who like spoke really good English cause she worked at a hostel and she was, yeah, same thing. She's like, we're like drinking and she was drinking all of us under the table. She was like throwing it down. We're like, how do you do that? 
And she's like, this is Eastern Europe. We <laughs> literally drink and eat. <laughs> I was like, okay, you win. Oh, man. There was one bar we went to, and the record for most shots was like, I'm not even kidding, it was over 100 shots. Okay, I'm like, how is wow. that even humanly possible? I feel like at one point you would probably just kill over and, I don't know. You yeah, would I'd think. I'd probably but they at, at any point did you be like, did you say to them, I'm from Utah. We're not even allowed to order a double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. Are you serious? Yes. And yeah. the beer, every, all the alcohol. Not all the alcohol. You can order beer. two shots, but you can't order a double, and you can't pour the two shots into one glass. So you just pour them into your mouth. Yeah. At yeah. the same time. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I don't understand that logic. Okay. There's no logic there. Oh, there, there is none. Got it, there got it, got is it. none. That's called the Utah DABC. Well, was it wow. TJ Miller had a great joke about... Um, having to go to like a TGI Fridays and he just wanted six shots and they made him get food. Yeah, so you have to buy you have to buy food with everything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's like I just want all Very the shots. You don't have to at the bar. At a bar. But if not at a bar. Restaurant. It has to, if it's a restaurant you do cuz I work at a bar in Salt Lake and you can just go in and order order alcohol. You don't have to get But you food. still can't order a double, right? No, you can't order a double shot. Yeah. But you can get two shots. You can get two shots. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can't yeah. get more than two drinks at all. You can't get like three beers or something. If you do, it like has to be a server who like brings it to your table or something like oh, that. Oh, so if we were drinking, I can be like, give me four I drinks four to bring beers. to you guys. Like, I don't, I don't believe so. Unless <laughs> it's there, like, there, there's a magical wall too around the alcohol. Yeah, a magical wall. Yeah, it's called the Zion Curtain. <laughs> Not at the bar, but at restaurants. Yeah, at, at restaurants. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause See, Brooke's looking at me right now like, yep. you're, you're kidding me. Right? My no, eyes are it popping is, out of my skull. It, it, it is a, uh, it is okay. a real I thing. I remember earlier when we were like, there's a lot of outdoors to do. Right. Yeah. Other than that, <laughs> it's like maybe not the best place to travel. Yeah. But outdoors are fun. That's right, Utah Tourism Board. Fun. This is our commercial right. for you. Yeah. <laughs> I love Utah. And I, you know, I like everything it has to offer, but it's just not like being outside of Utah. You right. go outside and you're like, oh, wow, well, I can actually the world. do shit. Oh, look, there's alcohol in grocery stores because yeah. people outside of Utah are adults. Yeah, I always get excited <laughs> about that. It almost makes like weed smoking in Utah that much more enjoyable because it's just a <laughs> giant slap in the face to them. Oh, yeah. No, I would say, yeah, yeah. you would have to, right? You, you, you would you'd have, have to, to smoke the weed if you I like you to walk around like you're yeah. prideful after I'm stoned. So. <laughs> that, that's kind of the, the fun part about Utah is it like breeds either the people who follow or the ones who are like no i will <laughs> drink all the beer i can and because you're like born in the repression of it's like star Wars. normal living one spectrum or the other yeah no yeah. in between there is no in between there really is That's not okay. it's a yeah. very okay. one side or other type of state <laughs> yeah and then to all of us that are different we are constantly told to get out <laughs> yeah. okay yeah. We're, like, we're like we're trying <laughs> we travel all the time <laughs> you want to do shots do tiny shots of this water jesus <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the most ironic thing is the the predominant religion there actually does t- their, their their weekly sacraments are basically in a shot glass and i'm yeah, just like red chasers <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that body of Christ really burns. Let's just remember he turned the water into wine. Okay. <laughs> Jesus is a party animal. Okay. Let's I mean, let's be real. I dropped the mic, but it hit the table and be really loud. <laughs> <laughs> so now, how did, how did Second City come about? So you've you've done school in in, in Illinois. You've mm-hmm. gone to London. Mm-hmm. So and then Second City, of course. I mean. I had joked with my parents when I started Second City. I was like, look, I'm just going to go to clown school. Like- right? <laughs> yeah. Well, but I think being from Illinois um, in the Chicago region, there's um, a huge esteem towards yeah. Second City. You recognize what it is. and uh, Yeah, Second know. City and I.O. 
uh, exactly out there, yeah. annoyance like all of them but seconds you know goes way back um but i had actually i've been improvising most of my life i guess now i'm old enough i can say that um <laughs> but i started improvising when i was uh i was in my first improv troupe when i was 12 and i didn't know what i was doing but um we had a theater we we have a huge uh, community theater in Quincy, Illinois, and we had a new, I guess he was the student director, and he went to Illinois Wesleyan, and he had studied um, with IO in Second City, so he brought in this art of improv. He was like, this is going to change all, you know, <laughs> all your rowdy kids, it's going to change your <laughs> life, you know. No, uh, he, he was lovely and um, kind of opened my eyes up to what this art form could be, and it was extremely scary for me, at least, to jump in and especially at that age, like 12 to 14 for a girl. I mean, and men, but like just the worst years of my entire life. <laughs> um, so to jump into something that you, you can't think about or um, judge yourself upon was incredible. So then we started doing workshops. We would take the train up to Chicago. Uh, we did workshops at IO. I went up and did um, some privates at Second City. So we were going up to the city to do those um, through our teenage years. And then we continued that through high school. And then when I went to college, um, we had an improv troupe as well that I ended up leading. So improv has just consistently been a part of my life since that time. And then when I came out to Los Angeles, that's where we are, right? Yeah, Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> it's early. I'm drinking my coffee. Um, honestly, my, mo my mother was out here with me, and we knew about all the different improv theaters. And something inside of me was like, you have to go to Second City. But I was like, well, I don't know. Like, maybe I don't have to. So it was like the second day we were in town, we went to Groundlings, IO, Second City, and UCB to find out where I could start first. I mean, screw getting a job yeah. and actually paying for my bills. Where can, <laughs> I, <school. laughs> where can I keep being ridiculous, right? And Second City, it was like, there are conservatory auditions tomorrow. It's like, Great. See you then. And that was kind of the beginning of the end. No, <laughs> that was the beginning of it all. And that was, you know, that was in 2011. I got in and did the whole conservatory. I um, interned at Second City, which is, was an amazing opportunity to meet so many people and um, kind of expand my network and make friends. Oh, right. I moved out here and I didn't know anyone, so I yeah. had no friends. So Second City became my family. Um, transitionally moving to a new city, but also finding my way uh, in my career path, finding my voice as a comedian um, and an actor, because I think that is huge out here now too, is creating your own content. You can't wait around for an audition. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's, that's not a reality anymore. So really becoming confident in my voice and finding why it's different. Why is it different from other people? That was a huge encouragement um, that I found from a lot of my instructors there. So now you, yeah. you've also done some, though, with Groundlings and UCB, correct? I, I studied at Groundlings for a bit. I, I still have a desire to go back over yeah. there. It was just a matter of timing um, from some shows at Second City. And, yes, I have also studied at UCB as well, which I think is extremely important yeah. as they're, um, they're all the comedy. They're all different enough for what they focus on, yeah. it seems like. Where, like, Austin and I, actually, when we first kind of dove into it, we, we came out and took Ground, Groundlings intro improv class, mm -hmm. and we drove – Straight shot from Salt Lake to here. Wow. Uh, got in at like 5 o'clock the next th that evening. Next day we had our class, and we drove back the next day wow. before Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, like, everybody in our class was just like, you guys seriously just drove 600 miles to take this class? And we were like, sure. Yeah, we <laughs> we have to. We don't have right. any other any other option. But it's like I, I saw there, you know, already where I know Groundlings focuses a lot on character. Mm -hmm. So it's not, 
to me, at least with my experience with Second City, through writing at least, it's been very much like, this is the structure. This is how mm-hmm. we build up to, right. to what it is. And it seems like UCB is a lot more of really kind of focused on the witty type mm-hmm. of structure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is that, has that kind of been your experience with it? Absolutely, yes. And I think that's why I find that I love all the theaters and yeah. everything that they do. Because I think as an artist, you can't, you can't deem one exactly. way of studying <laughs> right or wrong. I think you have to take each one as a gift and develop who you are as an artist. So I'm going to take this character work from Groundlings, these relationships from Second City, this way of writing and the game from UCB, you know, and create who, who I am as an improviser and a writer. Um, and that's what's helped me the most is embracing all of them, yeah. all, all of their perspectives and teachings. Um, yeah, but that, I would say that is generally accurate to what is taught. Um, but I've had a great time at all of them. Yeah, yeah. The, the little bits of experience I've had with each one have been, like Austin and I even, before we went to the Groundlings uh, improv class, we, we had actually bought UCB's manual online that we were spending Sunday mornings, like, going through and trying just with the two of us oh, to, I like, love it. practice their scenes <laughs> oh just my the God. best that we no. could. You guys are warriors. I love yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> we were just like, we have to figure this out one way or another. And I'll never forget, we at one point, we're trying to do one that... I looked at Austin. I was like, if my wife was to walk in right now, she'd be like, what the hell is happening here? Well, we were speaking in straight, like, caveman, I Yeah, think. yeah, we were doing just grunts. I love it. And I think it was, like, grunts on a roller coaster or something like that. Or I might so. be mashing up two different scenes <laughs> totally that we had Totally logical, done. everyday yeah. scenario. Yeah. Cavemen on a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I think it was right in the midst of that where you, like, I think <laughs> you just stopped and were like, wow, I'm literally making caveman noises on a roller coaster with you right now. And I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> See, and I would pay to watch that. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're not alone. <laughs> but no, I, I think it's very true where you say, you know, you have to kind of make your own content with it. And that's mm-hmm. where I think going from each one of them is so valuable because there are those things where every time I sit down to write a sketch or anything, I'm usually pulling from that first bit of UCB where I'm just like, all right, what is my base reality here? How mm-hmm. am I heightening that? And then I'm going right back to all my second city stuff. Where I'm like, all right, now this is how I'm going to structure it. Right. And, and then I, I immediately dive into everything from Groundly. And it's like, I, I watch as I'm writing things out. Each bit and piece that I've grabbed from each school has, oh, absolutely. has yeah. influenced it. And it's, absolutely. It's mind blowing when you look at, I, I think it's funny too, when you watch like SNL or something, you mm-hmm. see like Fred Armisen and Kristen Wiig, anytime they come back on, I'm just like, this is a Groundlings game that oh, I will yeah. just watch them just just sit there and do, yeah. and it makes me laugh so Owning hard. It. Yeah, absolutely. And I think th- the greatest part about studying different places as well is that we kind of go through seasons as, as mm-hmm. actors and artists too. So there are times that you're going to tap into maybe one one way of doing things more than the other, um, and kind of you ride the wave of that, right? Maybe yeah, relationships are more important in your writing in, in one time, and then you really get back into your character work. Like, I stepped away from character work for a while, but have recently uh, invested in some wigs. Nice. <laughs> uh, quite literally wigs. I had just got 25 new wigs. Thank you, Amy oh, Phillips. Uh, and I'm uh, just trying to do impressions and um, tap back into that. And, and then you, you know, then you go to Growlings, you watch shows, you're like, yeah, I could... I could come back over here. I, I miss this. I miss um, I miss finding these new people within me. You yeah. Know? yeah. The, so. the, the wig can make a difference just in that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Austin uh, and I have a character oh, yeah. that Austin randomly did on Snapchat. Yeah, I made it up on Snapchat one day, just BSing in my random ADD world and like 
And then we All started just writing sketches for loved it. it. And I was like, Tim, I think it'd be really funny if we just kind of like rolled with it. Because like everyone liked it. And I know you could make it better because Tim's really witty. So I like I came up with the character and then Tim's like sharpens it. Like I love that. A ton. <laughs> we and would film one shot and I'd be like, no, do this. Yeah. And then we would laugh for 10 oh, minutes man. after <laughs> we shot it. <laughs> that is when you know you're doing it, right? Yeah. If you can Hopefully. make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I think that's so important. If you're laughing through your work and you can't stop. I mean, that's what it's about. Yeah. I, I think, I, I mean, I think generally if I'm laughing, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> you know, I think someone it's not taking yourself too oh, yeah. serious, though. Totally. Like, yeah. You just can't take yourself too serious with right. it. There's yeah. moments when I'm doing comedy and I'll just start laughing at a joke. It's yeah. the stupidest joke, but I think it's hilarious. Well, we have to be our biggest fans. Well, yeah. it's, like, it's like the joke I wrote that I threw at the Onion the other day through that class was the rheumatologist one where oh, my, yeah. my teacher just straight up was like, the, the the joke was we were playing off of analogies and like mis, misperceived ideas and it was uh, rheumatologist excited to speak at the AVN Awards about hand jobs, And... <laughs> His feedback to me was, without looking it up, I don't know what a rheumatologist is. Okay, looked it up. Still don't understand the joke. Don't think it's funny. And I was just like, I laughed my ass off right now. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Everything I, is subjective. I, I had to explain it to Christopher and Austin, and then they're like, all right, now that you broke it down, it's funny. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I pretended to know what that word was, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I he, give you the same blank stare I always give you. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the only thing I ever worry about is I'll write a joke sometimes that does have to be Googled. Where sure. I'm just like, I think it's funny as shit. And then, like, Jesse, who is not with us right now, he's always just <laughs> like... <laughs> like a, that's on yeah. bad. Je- Jesse has passed <laughs> on today. Uh, Oscar's was rough. <laughs> <laughs> but it, he all the time is just like, you, like, I'll send him jokes and he's, it'll take 10 minutes for him to respond. He's like, I had to look it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, right, I gotta get out of my head and stop trying to like. I, I don't even deem it that I'm trying to be witty. I'll just write something that I think's funny, and I can't help that my brain goes in some weird ass. We get cavern. it. You're smarter than all of us. We get it. We're on, uh, we, went to, we went to Conan last night, and he said there's a new uh, study that's been done that says people who have ADHD, their brain is actually two different two brains. different brains of yeah. some sort, whatever that technically means. But it's I guess been now proven that. If you have ADHD, and he's like, and I know this because I suffer from it, or something like that. He <laughs> made a joke on it, but it's he just says your that, other and I just kind of like him. sit there, and like I slowly look at Austin. He just slowly turns to me, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so no, I just have one you. boring brain. <laughs> See, you're exciting. You get two brains. But it means twice as much coffee, so. Oh, true. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I drink any more coffee, yeah, no. That doesn't need to happen. <laughs> so now, you just barely wrapped up uh, Undateable at Second City. Right. So and you've, d- you've done a lot of shows uh, there as part of the as part of the cast and stuff. Yeah. So how has that kind of come about, and what was the experience like on, on With Undateable? With Undateable? Yeah. Um, well, I guess it's been almost four and a half years ago. I don't know. Math is not my strong suit this morning. Um, <laughs> but about four years ago, my dear friend Robin Norris, who is a Second City alum, um, basically came up to me and she was like, I have this new idea for a show. I'm not sure what it's going to be, but do you want to be a part of it? Do you want to help? So um, she brought me on as assistant director. And I was in this point. I mean, I was I was new to L.A. and I was super busy, I remember. And I was so scared because some, there's something about not knowing things. And you're signing up and you're like... 
okay, I don't know. Uh, but I said yes, and I, I try to live my life that way, saying yes to things that might scare me. Or, um, But it ended up being a huge success. It was the longest-running show at Second City. Um, we ran for three and a half, a little over three and a half years, um, sold out most nights on Fridays. It was incredible. And I was um, able to move from assistant director, then I understudied. Um, I was a swing understudy for all three female roles and then eventually ended up playing Robin's role um the lead of the show when she took the show made it a two-act show hashtag date me which now <laughs> runs in Chicago oh, nice. at the Up Theater oh, at awesome. Second City yeah um so there great success with the show it was so great to see her take this idea that she had and um spin it into something and it was new it wasn't the structured Second City yeah. show so every, a lot of people were like well what is this like because the structure show is what Second City is known for. So it was so cool to see her do something new and really just take that leap of faith and try it. And it's still, I mean, still amazing things are happening with it. So Were, were people yeah. always confused when they'd come that it was not the undateable show on NBC? Well, we still get tweets. Yeah. Uh, we still get tweets uh, to Chris asking why the show is canceled. It's like, I cannot answer that. You're in a, you're in a different uh, place, but it's okay. Yeah, no, that would happen. Uh, I, I don't think I ever talked to someone who came to the show and, and saw that, but they would always think maybe they, they tie, were tied together. But we, I mean, we were around before that show and uh, had the name, so it was a weird thing. I think that's why there was the transition of calling this two-act um, version that is now playing, uh, hashtag date me. There was like, okay, we need to ramp, revamp this yeah. name and figure, you know, figure something else out. And the hashtag date me is totally relatable to the show because because it's talking about um, online dating and, and social media and how we connect that way. That's cool. Today. Yeah. So I was always bummed that I didn't get to see it, because I think that was actually the first message you had sent me on Twitter. Was oh, probably, when, yeah. When we had connected through, and you're just like, hey, if you're in town and want to come to the show, yeah. let me know, and I'll get you yeah. a ticket. And every time like I was passing through, you guys were not like doing a show that night and i was just like yeah and then like the uh it was when they were doing the uh the trump show and they were always like you can come to our show yeah which was another great one yeah it was a fantastic one that i i just never got a chance to (laughs) to go to that one either and i felt bad because that one ran really short just because it was so topical for the the time being but yeah yeah i was i was bummed that i missed both of those oh no worries man (laughs) there's always great stuff happening there um yeah which is a wonderful thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was time though uh you know it's always like bittersweet but three and a half years it it was time yeah i miss it though i miss those guys we're actually gonna do we're gonna improvise a nerdist here oh, next nice. week on the 10th um we we need to think of an <laughs> we need to think of a name because we can't be called undateable anymore <laughs> or maybe we're the datables now i don't know um <laughs> but yeah it'll be good to get back together and, and that's play. cool yeah yeah so now as, as we kind of wrap up, we can't we can't forget about some of the film stuff you've been doing because I know you were just in the last word, yeah, uh, with uh, with Shirley MacLaine yeah. and Amanda Siegfried, the radio show that I uh, help produce each year at Sundance. We actually had uh, the director and writer on the show, yeah, Mark Pellington and yeah. uh, Stewart Fink, yeah, great yeah. people, yeah. It, it and <laughs> it, it was it was really cool because I remember seeing you uh, you tweet about it and I was like, mm-hmm. wait, I'm pretty sure we've got these guys coming in. Oh, that's crazy. So, so you interviewed them. So I did or not. You, I produced the you show. Produced it. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, they 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 came, they came by our, our show and everything. That was That's it was so cool. cool. And I was just like, I had no idea Brooke was in this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's an incredible film. Um, actually, tomorrow evening is the premiere at ArcLight. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Um, it's the first, I would say, 
bigger budgeted feature that I've been a part of since I moved out here. So it was a wonderful experience. Got to improvise with Shirley MacLaine a little bit. Oh, that is amazing. That's That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so her, really her publisher great. actually had sent me her book like two years ago, mm-hmm. but I'm still yet to read. But <laughs> we'll start a book club and read it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she. it was funny because when I sent the, the publicist the request for it, the first thing they say before they even like start booking it is, Shirley MacLaine is not available. And I was like, that's fine. I, I just want anybody from the film. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, she's a busy bee. So what, what was that like being able to, to kind of improvise with her? And it was great. Um, well, you know, Stuart had his script, which was beautifully written. It's an incredible story. Very strong female characters. But I think the it was important to keep it um, very in the moment and very real. So, um, you know, the, the script wasn't improvised, but there was that freedom um, because Mark always trusts his actors. And uh, there was that, you know, we, we understand that, you know, let's try to keep towards the text, but like, it's just like when we're on stage, be be in the moment and mm-hmm. feel it out, and yeah. So we would we would he would yell out different lines to me or try this, try that. Um, very flexible, very fun to work with. Um, but the scene that I'm in is actually a flashback to the '80s. So that was a fun oh, little nice. costume um, <laughs> costume piece as well. I don't think I've ever looked so much like my mother. It was terrifying, <laughs> 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 um, but lovely. Uh, so yeah, it was it was really fun. She Shirley's great to work with. Um, extremely professional, um, and you know a legend. So it was it's always kind of shocking to be around you know people that you hear about yeah. your whole life and you're like and they're right here. Yeah. You know it's an odd city because that happens a lot. Try not to fan out too much. But yeah. Then you're like, oh my God. <laughs> the other day, my local place that I go to too many t- too much is Alcove. It's have you ever been there? I don't think so. Adorable little cafe. I have all my meetings there. Oh, nice. Now I'm going to have to change my place, right? Everybody's going to come to Alcove. No, it's very busy. But I was like sitting there having breakfast, and Shane West came in with his family. Do you guys remember yeah. Shane? Okay, yeah, you know walk to remember. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I went back to 14 years old. I'm, like, texting my sister and my best friends. I was like, I don't even know what to do right now. Like, I honestly, like, who knows? I what? I think he's on a show right now. But, like, no, no, no. Walk to remember. Yeah. Like, that's how I will always remember He's him done back. a ton since, but that's always oh, yeah. what I go he's back to. Like, best <laughs> film, in my opinion. Listen, big fan of Walk to Remember. Guys. Yeah. It's I, my guilty I pleasure was, movie. I still have it on VHS. On I v- might still watch it on VHS. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, but you know that's this city is like that. You just anywhere you go, fucking you know, movie still people. makes me cry every time. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn it, dude. It's Charmin commercials make you tear up. <laughs> well, because they They're remind so me soft. of utilizing them to cry over movies. It's, it's, mm-hmm. You've got a, a connection. Yeah. <laughs> that like the end of Pay It Forward always gets me too. I love Pay It Forward. Oh, that's yeah. a great movie. I cry at most movies, so. Oh, yeah, I'm totally. Not, I'm not going to pretend. But, um. I cried like three times at Hidden Figures. I'm just like, I don't oh, want yeah. anybody to hear me. Oh, yeah. Oh, H- yeah. Hidden Figures got me worse than almost any movie because oh, yeah. when I sat at the, at the screening, so we had the critic screening for it, and usually, usually at any press screenings, there's like the handful of fans that can get in. And sitting like directly kitty corner from me is an old African-American couple. And I just kept watching the old man just like tear up at all the things, and I was just like, he had to like live through what they are portraying right. on screen, yeah. Right. And it's affecting him, and like that, just like right out of the corner of my eye, it was just like, let me twist at your heart yeah. anyway. Yeah. Like if you thought you were going to cry, watch this. Right. <laughs> right. Like it was, it was, it made the movie almost that much more powerful mm-hmm. to me to see yeah. somebody that 
had yeah. gone through this witnessing it on the big screen and it was just right oh. <laughs> right one thing it also affected me or anyone who saw it too is because looking at what's going on in the world today yeah it's like, but how far are we from that yeah <laughs> so actually so yeah. effed up right Anyway, it was a beautiful film. Yeah, there were a lot of great films this year. There, re- there yeah. really were. So when Austin and I recorded the Oscar episode, we were just like, "Oh, we want like, we want some of these like dual Oscars to be." No, like <laughs> split this <laughs> one in half. Let's we'll just split it. <laughs> just split it up. You guys take the legs, and we'll get the. Yeah, that almost night. physically happened, right? Yeah, which, which after the end <laughs> of it, I think it? they should have. Who's <laughs> 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 this? Who's in charge of this show? What's going on? <laughs> What's funny is we were looking at some of the uh, some of the. Um, pictures of like the crowd reaction and for like two seconds i looked and i was like is that jimmy kimmel sitting next to matt damon <laughs> i was like well, he was on the stage and then i read afterwards that he was sitting down there because they were supposed to after that like cut back to him for one final bit with matt oh my damon God, his bit was cut and then all of a sudden he was like what the hell is happening and that yeah it kills me because i was like i wonder what the final yeah, bit was now <laughs> oh my god all of his Matt Damon stuff was oh so God. funny. It's I can't, so I can't get enough of it. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's funny is we're sitting at the Dolby Theater yesterday morning uh, for the for the after Oscar show, and this lady and her daughter behind us. Oh man, that was a nightmare. <sighs> we got a play by play recap of it all, and we're like, we just finished watching. But this. but I was in the most uneducated. Yeah like, yeah, it was like completely uneducated. Like at one point she says, "You know, he just kept he just kept going after Matt Damon and." You know, I, oh it just boy. got to the oh point boy. that, you know, it was just yeah. too much. And he, he should not have done that to him. It's like. You're too much. Get they out were here. both expecting boy. it. Like, not. she brings up, she's like. And then, like, they, they the kept music. trying to play the music when he was trying to talk. And, like, that's that not fair to everybody there. else that was, like, waiting to hear. It's like. <laughs> and they it's weren't a saying bit. this in, like, their normal conversation <laughs> yeah. voice. This was, like, oh. they're meeting new friends and felt, yeah. like, describing to them. Yeah. <laughs> Their Oscar experience like, I was hope like someone overhears me and make even newer friends. Yeah, the, the four of us are sitting there. We're just like stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> Again, characters are all around us. Oh yeah, yes. very true. We all know those people who just talk, and they weren't talking like crazy loud, but louder than just normal. Sure. Yeah. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. I can hear you, and I'm facing that way, and I don't know. Yeah. Just anything. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> so well, I mean, with with everything that you've been doing, you know, with last word premiering mm-hmm. um, tomorrow so what what else is kind of coming up for you here uh, well at the end of 2016 i shot a uh, lead in a feature misfits it's a comedy about millennials <laughs> you guys that's what i'm going that's, that's what i'm going out it. for these days <laughs> millennial uh, a group of millennials that um are going to be going to their 10-year high school reunion oh okay and have accepted the fact that they're basically, am I allowed to cuss on this? Yeah. Yeah. They're fuck ups, you know, <laughs> trying to do what they want, but also working at like a cable company and they get a life coach together. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was so much fun. Lee Allen Baker um, plays the life coach. It was, it was one of the most fun experiences I've ever had. Um, the whole cast, the crew, the director was so much fun. Um, so that that's in post-production right now. Oh, awesome. sweet. So hoping for this next year that that will come out and be funny. <laughs> that's the hope, right? Like, yeah. Sounds great. Uh, who knows? You who never knows? Know no, it was hilarious. To the editor's room. Yeah. Yeah. Will it ever be finished? <laughs> that's yeah, one question. That's right, the most right. terrifying part. <laughs> it is. And, like, you have to just release that. It's hard for me 
as a uh, control freak, you know, yeah. like I'm, I'm emailing the director. How's it going? How are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like mom's checking in. Um, but yeah, I did my job and, that, and that's over. But that was a lovely experience. And um, this past year, uh, our my short film Night 4 that I wrote with um, Elizabeth Gwen Wilson, my writing partner, that has been showcasing at film festivals all across the world and uh, is still out there. Um, So just continuing to create content. um, I think I've made enough short films, so it's time to actually sit my ass down and write the feature. But you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, I can bang out all these short films. Look at me go. (laughs) Wait, but like, what if you actually like sat down and did it, you know? Um, yeah, so I'm just um, trying to continue to create, writing a few series with friends. You know, just like I said, like you just can't wait around in this town anymore. You have to make things happen for yourself. So yeah, it's Los I, Angeles. It's the it's the town of action, and not not just in the film se- sense or right. uh, or the hooker sense. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you, you have to just continually just the, go, 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 go. The drug sense, the getting yeah. offered cocaine yeah. randomly. Yeah. Everyone's full of action these yeah, days. You, yeah. You've got to look past They're, all the bullshit and just focus the on drug what. Dealers so have to yeah. get out on the streets and work harder. They're having to find their customers. <laughs> no more just sitting back. Yeah. <laughs> it's competitive everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. It, it feels like the good old days of so much of the DIY when I was working in music. Where it was just like, please come to our show. Please buy our CD. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel for those guys that see out on Hollywood Boulevard mm-hmm. that are yeah. hustling and selling blank CDs. <sighs> yeah, but we also have to act. <laughs> like, let's talk about life decisions, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like, I don't know. The, something went, or something, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it's not the way to go about it anymore. Back in the day when I was doing music stuff, that was the only way to go about it. MySpace was barely right. barely a thing, so oh, MySpace. we had oh. we had to go about it that way. But yeah, now when I see them, I'm just like right. There's about a hundred other outlets you can be. I feel like doing yeah, and hoping that somebody's exposure. going to take your. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's any A and R person just like you know what this dude just like handed me a CD and put the headphones on me while I was walking down Hollywood Boulevard and I was like, oh my god, the next Jay Z, like. Right. Not, not, not happening. No, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I remember when I first moved out here again, remembering naive Midwest girl, this guy comes up and like gives me a CD and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Thank you. It's like somewhat like, it's like $50. <laughs> I'm like, Wait, I'm not buying it. It's like, you know, I'm giving you my gifts and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I was so confused. <laughs> That's not happening Getting on the angry streets of Quincy. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, probably not what's going on? I didn't, I, I didn't choose to buy this. <laughs> <laughs> you put it in my hands. I'm giving you my gift at a reasonable price. That's $50? Not I don't even know what's in this. going to be a blank CD. <laughs> I, I actually, the, the one, one and only time I fell for it was in Vegas. And the dude was super chill. Yeah. And like he let me listen to it. And it was actually good. Uh-huh. And I was like, cool, yeah. And I gave him the money and it was a blank CD. I was no so way. mad. I was so mad. <laughs> but yeah. you listen to the music. He let you listen to it. Yeah, because he had like a he had a discman that he like. Shit. Yeah, I was so pissed off. I was just like, it's a smart smart con. Not gonna lie. Like get him to listen to it, and then yeah, hawk him a hawk him a blade. Yeah, at least could have given you some Backstreet Boys or something. Oh, yeah, you know? just burn it though, and have someone like have. And your I music. would have actually Unless enjoyed it's someone that. else's music, but <laughs> I don't get why. Why wouldn't you just? Put your music on there, anyways, though. Too much effort. Yeah, too much too effort. effort. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> expect things to be just like yeah. fall onto their lap or hand it to them. 
So well, where yeah. can everybody find you on social media to keep up on, on everything that you're doing? Uh, well, on the Facebook. There's so many social media things. Yeah. So tell me if I'm forgetting. The internet webs. The interwebs. On the Facebook, Brooke Tranter, T-R-A-N-T-O-R. <laughs> Wait, that's it. That's all I have. <laughs> Instagram. There was that look of just like, like panic. Or that's just it, like, right? Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> I think uh, Snapchat and Instagram are also just Brooke Tranter. And then Twitter, you know, it's got a little story behind it. When I was in college, um, a friend of mine who I looked up to a lot, he was like a senior or junior. I was a freshman. He used to call me Trantosaurus Rex because he thought my last name sounded like a dinosaur, which it kind of does, <laughs> and it's hilarious, right? I was very self-conscious, and, like, it would make me so depressed when he would do that. Oh, no. But then one day I just woke up, and I was like... It's too good to let go. <laughs> so Twitter is Trantosaurus Rex. And I'm owning it, Kyle. I'm owning it. You hear me, man. <laughs> Thank you for your gift. Shout out. Right? I- I'm grabbing you on yeah. Facebook right now because Do I didn't realize that I, I've, o- I've always had you on oh, Twitter. Oh, we've always just been on the Twitter. Yeah, we've yeah. always just been on the Twitter, but, oh, but we'll make it the yeah. Facebook, too. Do you have Instagrams? I do. <laughs> See, we gotta. You gotta connect. If you connect with one, you gotta do all of them. That's yeah. true. It's so true. It's funny because like I'll it, I'll see people that'll like go through each one where all of a sudden mm-hmm. I'll get like a favorite, boop, 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 boop. and then all of a sudden I'll get something on Instagram, and then I get it on Facebook, and then I'm just like, Mom, stop it! Like I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, Mom. You're following my every move. <laughs> and you still disapprove. Uh, <laughs> my mom literally has Facebook. She's never posted, and she only has it to. I think my mom stalk my only and I. uses hers. For her fitness groups. Ooh, that's fun. So uh, not really. No. It's it's a disorder. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least she's not stalking you. No, that's. I'm pretty sure that my dad does to a weird degree. <laughs> yeah. So that he can tell me that my life decisions are terrible. <laughs> that is literally the only purpose I think that he uses it for. I, I wrote a bit years and years and years ago, and I was still trying to figure shit out. And I randomly get a letter in the mail one day from my dad, where he had printed it out. And corrected certain gr- uh, grammatical errors in it, and then told me to stop wasting my time on this shit um, and to get a real job. And I was just like, "All right, thanks, Fuck. Dad. Thanks, Dad. Love you." Daddy wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to the fair. Daddy. Mind <laughs> <laughs> doing that like Robin like thing with her dad, like on How I Met Your Mother. It's like, have you made something of yourself? No. Keep trying. Thanks. <laughs> I've been watching that show way too much lately. You have been, but that, that's okay. That's a good, it's a great show. good choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Brooke, thank you so much for for being so flexible with this. I know this has been just such a mess trying to get get everything situated to get, to have you on, but I was Not determined. I, yeah, I, my I was going to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And here we are on the street corner. <laughs> so you guys can't see. You don't know. JK, JK. So, but yeah, and, luck- well. and luckily the, envir- the environment around us has cooperated. It's like the one day that it hasn't been completely bitter cold or rainy. Windy. Yeah, yeah or what windy. Is the, I'm like, we're, you know, and, and I, I feel like I'm such a pussy, but... When thing when weather changes here, I'm so sensitive to it because it never changes. Like, yeah. are we in Chicago? What's going on? Why is it so windy? I did my hair today. What? When I, when I lived in Burbank, personally. I never had realized how you don't realize the temperature heating up necessarily. Right. And it was finally like a weekend. I was just like, man, it's been kind of hot. And then I realized that for like the last like week and a half, it had been like in the hundreds. It was like the middle of August in Burbank, and it's like in Utah, it goes from like. 
80 degrees to 100 degrees to 30 degrees. Right. So it's like oh, you recognize it. Right. It's like and a heroin addict on detox. Yeah. It's like hot, it's cold, <laughs> leave me alone, go away. <laughs> I love you. So love me. Come back. So true. So yeah. well, thank you so much, Brooke. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thanks.